Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and Living Local. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and I'd like to introduce our host of Business Talk. He's the editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here's George O'Brien. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another installment of Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. Uh, we have a great show for you today. We have with us Claudia Pasmani. She is the executive director of the Amherst Area Chamber of Commerce. Good morning, Claudia. How are you? Good morning. Great. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. Oh, thanks for, for being with us. Um, we've had a number of, of chamber directors on the podcast over the past 15 months or so. It's been a interesting time for chambers and the businesses that they serve, obviously. And we've had some, you know, frank discussions about um, how chambers have uh, been able to help businesses at this difficult time, although uh, things are changing. I'm going to talk about that, but also what it's been like for chambers as well. Uh, And uh, uh, they're not in the same boat as some of these businesses, but a lot of ways they are uh, in terms of just being able to hang in and do what they do. And, and we're going to get to all of that. So let's start by, by just talking about the Amherst area itself. Uh, this is a, an area that is, um, boy, a lot of students, a lot of hospitality, uh, food, mm-hmm. beverage related businesses. Uh, this is an area that's been hit very hard by the pandemic. Uh, what was it like for them? And what are you starting to see now as we're easing our way out of this pandemic? That was a lot all at once. So let's start with the first bite. <laughs> well, no pun intended. Just to be clear, we are the Amherst area, and we're here to initiate and support the civic, educational, recreational, economic well-being of the Amherst area, um, and that includes seven area towns. We are uh, obviously we're in. We're, I, my office is located in downtown Amherst, but we are Amherst. We're Hadley, Belchertown, Leverett, Elam, Shutesbury, and Sunderland. Um, so we're seven area towns um, that all connect to. Our colleges here, uh, the home to Amherst College, UMass, our flagship campus, and Hampshire College, and all three are represented on my board as well. And right at the end of our, the tail end of our um, area is Mount Holyoke. So I, I've been actually working with some Mount Holyoke students as well. So, you know, we are we certainly um, are impacted deeply. Every letter that I wrote to the, you know, during this time to our state representatives and above. Uh, everyone included, we have been doubly impacted. You know, we emptied out um, not like any other and unlike any other community uh, in any college town certainly could uh, relate to what we experienced during COVID. Um, But that said, you know, someone asked me the other day, um, we have just been, you know, so resilient. I know people have been using that word and maybe it's a little overused, but I can't use it enough. And I feel like our small business owners Oh my goodness, they have been so resilient. Um, and we have cried with them, walked through applications with them, handed checks to them, handed PPE to them. I mean, it has been what an incredible time. Um, and I, I say that sometimes, you know, I feel like our relationships have been really deepened mm-hmm. as a result of this. You know, um, you know, we are small business owners. People had to let their family members go and put them on unemployment, you know, their moms, their brothers, their sisters, their spouses, um, when these businesses started to have to, you know, close in the beginning. Um, so, but now we're at this reopening and we're really excited. And like any other town, we're just trying to figure out, you know, this, this transition. But um, I had a meeting yesterday morning and it was with a 
fundraising guru and she's part of a nonprofit that's one of our members. And her question to me was, what, what is your vision, um, you know, for the rest of 21? And, um, you know, at first I thought, oh gosh, we just want to make it, right? We just want to get through this. And we want to, we have stabilized a lot of our businesses and they're hanging in there. I just want to see that. But there's another part of me that, you know, that was my first instinct, but we are in a momentum stage and it's just building. And that's what I feel. I feel like every day momentum is building. Okay. So the, the reopening deadline was moved up from uh, August 1st to May 29th uh, in an area like Amherst where, you know, the students have mostly gone home already anyway. Uh, this should give those businesses some time to kind of ramp up. And, and get ready. Is that what you're seeing with a lot of these people? Uh, just Absolutely. It's not going to yeah. be an easy transition for a lot of them, especially well, given the employment situation. I, so, yeah, as you know, it's understaffing, right? It's, it's, they're having the same issues. I traveled uh, to see family uh, these last few weekends, given the reopening and being fully vaccinated, uh, you know, and everywhere I went, you know, there were signs in restaurants saying, please be patient with us as you know, we're understaffed, but we're here to serve you. So that's, really where our uh, businesses are. They're all, uh, our job board has been through the roof. Um, and so that's been the most significant challenge for our businesses getting back to business. But we, a lot of them, not only, uh, especially the restaurants took to outdoor dining, but they expanded it this year, realizing that it's just a great way to, you know, it builds community too. You know, getting people outdoors, you, you see your friends walking by. I mean, we've all missed that, you know, being isolated. So. Not only is it bringing the businesses back, but it's really rebuilding our community and our sense of community. So that's just been really nice to see. And I'm seeing it right on my own block where I'm located. Mm -hmm. So we expanded the dining out here and uh, it's just been a gift. Um, and even with the students gone, uh, you know, some of our uh, typical camps and at the university uh, are coming back. And so that really brings people and families to the town. We still have people visiting. I was just telling my board this morning, we're getting five to 10 visitors just in the mornings alone. Our visitor center is, we, we actually rehired our visitor center person because we're seeing right. a, you know, an increase. So that's exciting momentum. It is. What are they saying about uh, September? I mean, it, it, this is when Amherst will really be back to normal, if you will. And, and again, that new normal, we have to add the word new in front of it, but um, uh, a lot of anticipation about, what it will be like. What, what are you hearing? You know, I think everyone's really excited. I think our, I'm hearing from university, they're going back in full. They're bringing their staff on campus August 1st. Uh, so that's really exciting for us to see that our staffs are, you know, staffs are coming back. Um, Amherst College will be bringing their staff as well. And as you know, they their campus has been closed. It will stay closed till the fall. But um you know, with that comes the reopening of museums that have been closed. You know, so all of a sudden, some of our iconic um, museums will reopen as a result. So, um, and UMass is full enrollment and uh, they are really excited. We actually have a challenge because they're not, um, they would normally, in a year where they have over enrollment, they would bring students back and pile them into some of their, you know, shared spaces because of COVID and, you know, they're not going to be doing that. So we have actually an excess of students looking for housing right now. Um, and I'm talking to all of our, you know, apartment and, and business owners and uh, 
they're full. So it's, it's, you know, that's going to be a challenge for the, for September. That's a challenge though. We'll, we'll gladly accept <laughs> right now. So, so will those businesses be ready for September or. You know, that really depends on what's happening at the state level. Um, mm. You know, June 15th, I believe the week of, which begins next week, our unemployment will change its guidelines and require, you know, you know, change those requirements. I really hope that we'll see some of the uptick in people coming back to work as a result. We know that the extra benefits will, will end in September. So I'm really hoping that all of that said um, together with, you know, the reopening truly of our own, our businesses in downtown, that that comes together and, um, you know, we'll see staffing. It's a lot of retraining. It's a lot of not the same staff is returning. So our businesses are really, when I tell a business I want to help them with marketing and I have a new marketing initiative and I'm going to feature them, I can't even get them to respond and because they are so understaffed, you know, but I, you know, as I want to come and visit and they don't have time for me to visit. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a challenge. This is definitely, um, you know, because we're building up toward that reopening. So let's uh, talk a little bit about the chamber itself. What has this been like uh, for you? Mm-hmm. I mean, the chambers have, boy, it's a face-to-face organization. You, you do a mm-hmm. lot of events. Uh, chambers haven't been able to do events. You know, some chambers have really suffered through this, and I'm sure yours has to some extent, maybe not as much as some of the others. And talk about that a little bit. I'm smiling. You know, I, I <laughs> it's been devastating at times where, you know, we've just all been drawn to tears. I mean, it really has gotten to that level at many times during this crisis. Um, and as you know, in the beginning, we were not eligible for the first round of PPP. So we had no financial support. And Obviously, we were looking at the idea of members not renewing, um, not, you know, inability to pay. Um, So we were looking at a lot of challenges straight on. And the lack of event income, event income is, you know, a third of our budget. So that was a huge hit to our budget. But I want to say two things. I say, er, firstly, we were set up in 2020 in, in this chamber um, we were ready. We were making 2020 our biggest. <laughs> our vision 2020 was set, uh, and we had an amazing group of chamber champions that had committed early in the year, and they remained committed. So I am indebted to them for you know building, you know, keeping that confidence with us and saying, okay, we're we're investing with you, and we're going to stick with you. Sponsors of events that we had to constantly move and shift from whether it was you know cancel altogether or re negotiate or reimagine on Zoom, an awards ceremony on online, you know, a gala that is always, you know, in person, we went to online and our partners shifted right along with us. So the investment in the community and our partners was incredible. And we are starting this year with more chamber champions than we had last year. Um, And that's people, that's businesses who are able to invest at 5,000 or more with our chamber. And so that, again, when I say momentum, like we are just riding, we're, we're looking forward. We're not looking back, <laughs> you know. Um, but as, you, as I said, it was definitely a roller coaster, um, having to work with businesses when, you know, with their finances and trying to get them through their applications. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a struggle and it was daunting. And we were definitely like frontline workers. We were here working with people one-on-one in the office most of the year. Um, that, you know, we never stopped. And, uh, but, you know, and, and a lot of it was a gift because we really got to know our members in a very different way. Um, 
Well, that that's an interesting point you make because the chambers have always, you know, prided themselves on on being there for their members and, mm. you know, helping them in times of need and not just staging breakfasts and, and after fives and things of this nature. But, you know, COVID was a great time to actually prove the worth of a chamber. Um, and a lot of small business owners will ask that question. You know, you do recruiting drives, you know, why should I join a chamber? What's in this for me? This was a great chance to, to, to show. And, and did it work out that way for you? Uh, did the, the appreciation level for the chamber rise among your members? Or Yeah, I, I, yeah absolutely. And, you know, we were looking just by the numbers, we leveraged over $600,000 to go back into the community between the money we raised for our relief and resiliency to smaller grants that we were able to access um, to build our placemaking. And now with the most recent marketing destination grant through um, Mass Office of Travel and Tourism. And I think, so yes, we all said when we went home that in, in March, who are we and what are we? You know, we knew events had to be canceled. We knew, you know, we didn't know any other way to be. <laughs> it was really scary. There's no question. But all of a sudden, uh, we had no choice. We just had to pivot. And all of a sudden, we were doing every possible thing we could to keep our businesses afloat. And that meant our doors, our email, our phones. Everyone has my cell phone at this point, my mm -hmm. cell phone number. And, uh, you know, that... I think proved our salt in terms of, you know, we were here for you uh, and we're willing to support you. And, but at the same token, I think they rose to the challenge. And I think some of our businesses to be very frank before this, some of them were stalled. We have small businesses who were cranking, but doing okay. And I think COVID pushed us all to look and think differently and approach our businesses differently and our models differently and the chamber as well. Uh, and we're never, we haven't done this much. Our, our advocacy has been an incredible piece of that. Um, not, not that we weren't doing advocacy, but our relationships with our, you know, our representatives has just been incredible. And that brings, when, when someone comes to me and says, I have a problem and I say to you, okay, I'm going to go and talk to, I'm going to go talk to Mindy about it. Or, I, you know, that has just been, that's what a chamber does. And it has been an incredible um relationship builder. So about your chamber itself, uh, when's your first live gathering stage? You must be looking forward to, to getting back and doing business the way you used to be doing it. Yeah. Well, so the first few uh, businesses, I mean, excuse me, the first few events that we're doing are going to be in-person outdoors. We're really trying to focus on the outdoor. People really feel comfortable so we want to do something that's going to engage everyone, but also make them feel really comfortable and at ease. So our first one will be July 14th, the July patio party. It's in partnership with um, Hampshire Hospitality at Courtyard by Marriott in Hadley. And are partnering with Hampshire County Young Professionals. So that's, you know, mixing our young professionals and our community has always been a priority. So that's going to be a really fun. Um, and that was a picnic-y party theme. And it's really just to get us all back and network. July 23rd is our golf tournament at Cold Spring, uh, which we, that was the one in-person event we did last year and it was such a success. So, um, but I was always nervous about it last year. I can't lie. It was still nerve wracking this year. I'm less nervous about it. And we're really excited to do that in person. 
And we're working on an August event, the Lady B, which we did two years ago with South Hadley, Granby Chamber. And um, in September, we're working on another. So it's it's about, you know, just reconnecting. And August 19th is Mar- Margarita Madness. Oh, apologies. Okay. We can push that off so many times. And Steve Lewis Subaru has hung in there as our partner. And we turned it into Bingo Rita, supporting restaurants last year. So we got really creative, but it is back live in person. Tickets are selling already at AmherstArea.com. Um, and we are, our partners are back. All of our, uh, we've got margarita tables already and all of our sponsors are in. We are thrilled. So those are our four big ones. All right. Well, they say that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Is that the kind of like the sentiment with, with COVID? Is your chamber stronger than it was before? I would have to imagine so. You know, we just had our board social, our first in-person board meeting since COVID um, just last week. And um, yeah, we're, I think we're, we're smarter we're sh- and we're stronger. Like I said, it, it's been a relationship builder and I have never um, worked with a board at this level before. And it has just been a game changer and we wouldn't be here right now if it weren't for them. And I am so grateful to my board and to my partners. And I feel like we're stronger, we're smarter and uh, we're, we're really uh, and a lot more visionary. I think this is really a time to look you know, forward thinking and set us all up for success. And that's working with our towns, you know, really what's gonna set us up for success moving forward. So what's changed moving forward? How has the pandemic changed the way you do things and things that will carry over uh, when we're in that new normal? We're kind of of already in it. Kind of in it, the next normal, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, I think we are really, um, taking longer term approaches to things. And I think it's just, I think our conversations are not as superficial as they, I think we're really, um, again, as a closer board and as a board that's really been through it all, um, it's time to, to really navigate differently and to say, okay, you know, this was status quo. Maybe we just don't want status quo you know, to really, uh, to push back a little bit. And, and it's already started to happen with a lot of initiatives that are going on in our town, especially Amherst and, and, and Hadley, but um, there's going to be some movement, you know, with, um, you know, we feel like we, we proposed a destination Amherst campaign before this, and we are not holding back. We want vision. We want change. We, you know, we need, our businesses need this. Um, and more importantly, we got a new vision we saw ourselves beyond our universities because we are an academic community. And so we are building a destination campaign um, that is not surrounded by just, you know, the university walls that are around us, but by the, the, the beauty and the rich gastronomy and the iconic arts and culture that, that we're immersed in and the reason we all live here. So we are excited. And that's, that was a big shift for us to look at ourselves beyond um, the academic setting that we're in. And that's not easy. I know it's not. Because we're all here because of the university (laughs) or the colleges. So, All right. Well, good luck to you moving forward. Uh, I'm excited for Amherst uh, being Amherst again. Not that it wasn't Amherst, but um, Amherst Amherst like we all know and love it. So, Well, stay tuned. We're still, we're we're not done with it yet. We're, We're coming back bigger, stronger, smarter, better. Okay. All right. 
Well, thank you again for having uh, for coming on, and, and we'll have you back soon. Thanks so much for having me. Okay. And thank you to all of you for tuning in to another episode of Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West Magazine. We're happy to have you with us, and we'll see you next time. <music>